David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on, man. Really appreciate it. Great to it. be here. Looking Likewise, forward. I don't know if I mentioned yesterday, but how old are you again? 30? I'm uh, 37. God damn. I think I think the, the topic of this episode, we should switch it up from, you know, fashion business and actual productive things to, you know, my, my daily skincare routine, routine. <laughs> just your beauty routine in general. <laughs> yeah, because I know it, I know it hasn't been like having a relaxed life uh, lifestyle. I know that's not it for you. No, sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I do. I do look younger uh, than I actually am. And I get that all the time when meeting people in the industry and, and people are like, how are you? How are you? You look so young and you're doing this and. I mean, you look my age, man. I'm 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 29. I'm, you're okay. almost 10 years older than me, and you, we look exactly the same age. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just you know maintaining that positive energy, that spirit, um, and uh, good DNA, I guess. Right. Yeah. So if, if you think about things harder, hard enough, you can distort reality. It's sort of like fixture. <laughs> Interesting. Awesome. Well, let's yeah. see. Let's let's actually get started with the uh, with the podcast. So just for. For the guests and listeners at home that, that don't know anything about you and what you do, can you just give us a very, very brief introduction? Sure. Um, so my name is David Remock. I am born and raised in LA. Um, and I'm still out here repping LA. Um, I have uh, been in the fashion apparel space uh, ever since I left college um so almost more, more than 20 years um sorry i said that wrong um about 16 years yep um and um i've uh, i've been involved in uh operations uh sourcing um i uh, i come from a family business that's that that operates in the apparel space specifically in accessories mm. so that's where I grinded and, and, and learned, um, the trade and it's, it's, it's been in my blood. So I've, I've been involved ever since I was a kid, you know, my dad and my brothers working in, in the business. Um, and I was with them for some time before I decided that I need to venture out of my own space and, um, explore, uh, being an entrepreneur the same way my dad built his organization um, in order to, uh, obtain that, that rough and, you know, uncomfortable sense of, of building yourself, um, because managing something from the top without the, the full experience, I don't feel is authentic. Mm. Um, and I'm all about authenticity, being genuine, um, and, and being able to lead from experience. Mm. Um, so, <clears throat> Back in uh, 2012, decided to take a leap of my own um, with some seed money to uh, to develop a brand. Um, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. I was early 20s, um, and uh, I I had some sourcing uh, connections um, in over in Asia, um, so. I made my way there to kind of learn um, the ins and outs of uh, of denim manufacturing. Um, so I was, you know, posted at the factory um, for several months, trying to put together a collection. Um, 
of, you know, what I thought was relevant. Um, at the time, like, you know, I was just, I was not really, um, I didn't really have a direction, you know, per se. I was just trying to put it together. Um, and I ended up doing that under another label. Um, and I came back to the States and tried to put the line in front of some, some people that were, uh, influential and, um, I got shot down right away. So, you know, people told me, what are you doing? What is this? This doesn't belong anywhere. This is a mishmash of stuff. Now, what about uh, what about it back then? Do you think was did not resonate? Just it wasn't good enough, or it was just not really. The... It wasn't really authentic to to myself and and you know what who I am. It was more of um, you know. This is what's trending. This is the op potential trending colors, floral print. Uh, I actually have the collection that I look at. It's in archives uh, every once in a while, just to remind me of where I started. Um, how does that feel? Uh, it feels, uh, it feels uplifting. Um, you know, it's kind of like a project that you started that you didn't really know what you're doing and tried to put it together and, um, and how far I've, I've, I've developed as, as an individual since then, um, professionally and just individually, um, it just, you know, reminds me of the past and, um, I use, I always use the past to, to enhance my future. Mm. I think history, um, and, and experiences that you, you've gone through, um, should never be forgotten. Um, and, um, that's how we improve That's how we grow as individuals. Mm. I think so. Um, so back to that story, uh, I immediately scrapped that and I said, you know what, no more. Uh, trying to no more floral prints, <laughs> no more floral prints. You know, I was all, it was all women's at the time. So it was that, that's what I was trying to penetrate. Um, uh, you know, no more, uh, just listening to trying to put together what everyone else is saying. Let's just do what I feels right. Um, so I scrapped that, uh, focused on what, who I am and, and where, I, where I grew up and that's LA. And so why do we need to go outside and try to figure out, you know, what, how, how to put something together when I have all the resources home, like in here and LA is really the, the, the hub for, for, for denim uh, in us. Um, it's uh, there's a lot of resources. And at the time, um labor and, creative, and there's a lot creatively as well right because i think For back sure. when you started yeah. probably la wasn't seen as uh, i mean there were a couple of brands of course but internationally it wasn't recognized as sort of like a respectable creative hub for a specific type of visual for for a specific type of visual philosophy than it is now right so you did have anything in that sense so not only from a resources perspective but also from an identity perspective Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, LA, uh, has its own, you know, kind of vibe. Um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot that of LA represented in what we, what I put out. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for me, it's like, what is a staple? What, it, what is it that you wear every day that, um, that, 
uh, represents, you know, what, who I am. So for me, that was denim, tees, leather, uh, leather jacket, denim, t-shirt, very easy, cool. Um, and it's, it's all about recreating the, the same vibe in, in so many ways. And, uh, denim is, uh, the, is a, a median that has unlimited, um, usage. You can create forever. Um, so that's really what we focus. That's what I focused on, um, in, uh, in re in, in building, um, RTA, the road mm. to awe. Right. And um, how would you compare both what the brand was then to what it is now, but also the person that you were there, or maybe the manager or founder that you were there versus the leader that you are today? What do you think have been the biggest differences? Um, I mean, when I started, it was, it was, uh, there, there was no, there was no resources. It was just like trying to figure out whichever way to get some, get things done. Um, I, uh, I had to really focus on every part of building a fashion company. Um, I mean, I still do today, but instead of having, you know, individuals taking care of things with your oversight, it was you figuring out every part of the, part of the way from sampling, ordering fabric, uh, development relationships with laundries, cutting and sewing, um, uh, yeah, all that sales, everything sales, how, how are you going to get this out? What is a strategy? How, you know, I'm a nobody, how am I going to get this out, uh, to the world? Um, and at the time, you know, e-com wasn't really what it is today. Um, it was all through, through wholesale channels, right. Um, marketing, you know, so we didn't have, so social wasn't a thing till I feel like mid 2015, 16, that's when it started. So, mm. um, it was more old fashioned, uh, you know, through press, through publications, through the yep. fashion weeks, um, getting into the right stores. Um, and, um, so that, that I had to figure all that out. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so sampling sales production, how are you going to produce this, um, through what channels, where, uh, what's the most efficient way. Um, and then, um, you know, finance too. finance cash flow, how to get things paid for, um, you know, how to learn, you know, how, how to use a factor, um, and, and credit terms and, and build all that. And then, you know, your systems too. how do you, you know, get out POs and, um, how do you account for inventory in the right way and raw materials? And, um, it's a whole complex web. Mm, uh, but I feel like when I started it was, it was much more, it was easier to figure things out because it was you're handling one problem everything at a time. Yeah. And, and there one was one thing time. straight on. Yeah. And I knew there was, I always knew, and I mean, there always is a mountain of things to figure out and a mountain of problems, but it's, it's, it's one, one problem at a time. Right. Yes. Which one's staring me in the face right now? Let's figure that one first. And then the others will come yeah. later and take that one's position. Yeah. Cause you have, you have, problems and within those within a specific problem there's could be micro problems that you mm -hmm. you also have to figure out so of course um i feel like where i am today back to your question um i am much more knowledgeable in how things work um i know what not to do i've made a lot of mistakes along the way um 
and um you know it's always it's always a fine push and pull between uh creative endeavors and and actual business and having having something that works um and that's something i i fight with constantly on a on a day-to-day -day basis and when you say fight, do you think the reason for that fight is because you sort of like haven't figured out your identity within those two two principles or because realistically there's nobody in the business who literally take care of one or the other? Um, I think, well, from no, the identity I have, but it's more of the, um, you know, I, if I like something creatively, will that make the most business sense to to put out? Of course. Uh, and is it worthwhile investing your time in in this creative endeavor? Um, w will it just fulfill uh, fulfill me inside? But mm. will it, w at what cost? Right. Uh, or will will the world understand what 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 I'm what I believe in, and will they buy into it? Right. Um, will it get out there in the right way? Mm. Um, and there's always an insecurity um, that will I always have. It's like you know, will this work, and or or will this uh, will this not will this just, will be a flop, or right. will this actually stick and and hit? Um, mm. But you only know if you try, um, and you, you you know it's you can't you can't you can only use so much knowledge and feedback, um, but you have to try. Mm. And that's that's where you learn, of course. And over the the amount of mistakes and setbacks you've experienced in your career so far, is there anyone or any single one in specific that maybe has still some emotional effect to this day, some lingering trauma? Um, for sure. There's there's plenty I could I could. Uh... I could pick up uh, on uh, one that comes to mind is uh, um, a uh, a decision I made uh, with with Barney's at the time before they closed down. Um, you know, I had a bunch of goods to ship. It was a whole new collection that we worked so hard to produce. Um, we knew there was credit issues, um, and. In hindsight, you know, I, I we ended up shipping a whole collection to them because we wanted it to be out and and um, on terms without without a prepayment, and um, and they ended up filing uh, for bankruptcy wow. a month or, or so after, and we lost. I lost a lot of money from from that that gut instinct to say, you know, everything's going to be okay. They're going to pay us, and we yeah, had affirmation from their buyers that it yeah. that it would work out and. It, it didn't end up working out and you know that was a loss so that's one example that's a setback and you learn from those mistakes and um you know the the for me that the the urge to have something out there and represented um was right away and and hit before i mean hit on time because you know the fashion cycle is so uh it, it's so have to be on time otherwise you hit the markdown season and and it, you don't get enough time for sell through. Um, if, you know, so for, for me, it's like, okay, I should have used better judgment um, in terms of the situation that was happening. Hmm. Interesting. Um, 
And in terms of developing that better judgment, what do you think was the biggest change you had you had to experience as an individual to start making those decisions? Because I understand mistakes are very, there's a lot of specific mistakes that make you learn about specific scenarios, but the biggest mistakes usually come from a judge, a, a misjudgment of character, which is most closely related with maybe your personal identity with, with the business or with yourself. So is there, that's, that's sort of like the biggest piece of the puzzle that I'm trying to understand of who was David 10, 30, 13 years ago to who is David now? Was David more of a romanticizing creative with dreams and visions, but no specific or technical business know how to make them a reality or no accountability to make right decisions versus the David, who is the David now, you know? Um the the david before was was naive and um had you know a business background from coming coming from a, a finance school and and from a family in 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 the industry um but like i said i mean i've i've made so many i i've gone through so much um the past 12 years of running rta that um i feel like i'm i'm at a, a level now where I've I won't be repeating a lot of the mistakes I made, um, and I I fa I've found out a lot of things along the way, and um, I'm still finding a lot of things out. Um, but uh, there's there's several things I could say about what I feel I've learned. Um, I I feel most confident in right, about myself right now, and um, especially running a brand um, that caters to both men's and women's uh dual gender it's it's not just very specific uh you know item that we 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 focus on here it's more of creating a full lifestyle for for both demographics and there's so many um nuances about not just creating you know or I'm not just doing a footwear or or one item like a, a denim that that's just repeating and that's all my business it's it's the whole look it's the whole there's so many complexities in, in just all categories that were, were that I, I i create um and then also running a wholesale a retail operation international uh business as well um and and uh, direct to consumer online those are all businesses within themselves of course that um that you I have to focus on each one of them hmm. um but I think the main thing is always focus, always keep your foundation strong. Um, don't, don't flutter to, uh, uh, to other ideas without having a strong foundation that can, that keeps everything, um, that it keeps the, the heartbeat pumping. And uh, that's something that I've learned throughout the years that, that, um, that is always true in running, mm -hmm. uh, running, being an entrepreneur and running, running your own business. And what are those foundations for you? Um, the foundations uh, for me is, is focus on what works, what works and what your customers are telling you. Don't uh, if you have something that's working, don't um, don't veer away from it. Um, you can add on top of it, but don't veer away from it. Mm. 
And when you're thinking about a customer, you mean the the person that is actually buying the product, not the retailer Correct. or the buyer that's buying right. the product. Because I think that's also yeah. a major mistake that especially creatives make. If they yeah. start compromising their decision-making, thinking about the customer and thinking about the retailer instead of thinking of the person that actually buys and wears their clothing. Absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of sh- has shifted um, since post-COVID mm. uh, about, about that because the way it used to be pre-COVID is we're putting out um, what we feel is is our identity and our look and how how we feel um, it's it's the best represented. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post COVID, it's much more riskier, um, and 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 people uh, are are much uh, people and sort of consumers and 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 uh, wholesalers are much less inclined to to take a a, a risk uh, on on new ideas and new endeavors um, without having the full marketing power or or uh, you know capital behind that of course yeah yeah it's just like with everything where times when there's uncertainty everybody falls back to what works and what's predictable and what's reliable um but it's a, it's a similar principle that you need to learn to adapt as a business owner. Um, but what about your motivations? How, how have those evolved over the years before, you know, probably started out just wanting to make your, as, as every young person does, especially a guy, you know, yeah. hot chicks, making your dad happy and money. That's, that's essentially what everything <laughs> comes down to, right? And then those yeah. things start, start yeah. evolving over time. So how has that process been for, like for you? Especially when you start realizing about the real trial and tribulations that come with being in this yeah. industry, right? And when the, when you figure out that those motivations are fun, but they're not going to be enough. They're, yeah. they're not yeah, going to be I enough mean, to, to, to plow through what it actually means to be a fashion entrepreneur. The, the motivation for me... Um, what uh when i started out was to prove to myself and to the world that i belong and that i can i can do this i can have a brand and and continue and it's not just a one trick or one one shot pony that it's it's here and it's done that we see so often um and i wanted to prove that uh uh that i can do this and and have a a real operation running and uh every season getting better and and improving uh, uh, myself and, and the, and the output. Um, and then, you know, after several years, uh, you know, I've several years after like more than midway through, I figured I, I, you know, I, I, I'm like, okay, I look back, I, I did it. I have a business, I have a brand it's, it's, it's internationally recognized. Um, and we have, you know, doors all over and we, I have a store, I have, I have, a presence in the market. People know about it. I have celebs wearing it and, um, you know, everything I dreamed of when I was, um, when I was starting this, it, it, it's, it's come to fruition. So now what? Um, so, you know, my motivation, um, I, I've gone through, I mean, I, I just want to preface that COVID was, uh, a roller coaster uh, for yeah. for for the brand um, and for myself indivi- as an indiv- individually, um, we went we skyrocketed in performance uh, during uh, the whole uh, you know EDD payments and a lot of brands that are 
uh, besides us had the same same effect. But after that, things dried up, sourcing issues. Um, you know, there was there was a ton of problems and couldn't get in product and and um, you know. Yeah, was, buyers were dropping accounts like crazy either way. Uh, so, stores yeah. were going out of business. Buyers were dropping. Um, you know, orders were on hold. Uh, um, so it was a whole standstill um, at that point where I was forced to make very difficult decisions. Um, and that I didn't know if they were the right ones or not, but I had to. Um, you can only postpone problems for so long. Um, so... Um, yeah, that being said, I had to re-identify, re-identify, re-identify myself and and the brand and and the trajectory of the future and where it's going. And with all this uncertainty going on, um, it, it was difficult. Right. And uh, um, yeah. And what keeps you? What kept you going forward? Was it just purely being accountable for your employees, for your family, for yeah. yourself, yeah. for showing face with your family and friends, or was it something beyond that? Just waking up and and being like, hey, you know what, um, this is bad, but I like it at the end of the day. It's yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the, the grass always seems to see, to seem uh, greener on the other side. Um, yeah. I mean, I had a whole organization. I had uh, a whole family uh, of, of our, I mean, the people I work with, I see every day, their family. Um, I had three stores. Um, I had a network of sourcing uh, overseas and domestically. Um, there's a lot depending on it. And, for me, it wasn't about, uh, it was, it was more about everyone else, not, not just myself. Um, I'm the type of leader who, um, wants everyone to be happy first. And then I, I can rise from, from that. Um, so, uh, the, the motivation for me was to, to keep going as, as difficult it is there, there, I, I, I have, I have a lot of, uh, hope and have a lot of faith in, in things, uh, uh, figuring itself out and, um, I wasn't done. I wasn't done. Uh, and, uh, I had to keep pushing and I am still pushing. Um, I, I think there's, uh, there's always tremendous opportunity, no matter how grim, um, you know, numbers are or performance or, um, and there's always, there's always solutions. If, if you really put your head in and, and you focus, you can figure it out. Hmm. I'm not one to give up. Right. Interesting. And over the last decade or so that you've been going at this, you've probably experienced a lot of really, really good times and really, yeah. really bad times, but I'll, yep. not only once, but a couple of times. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm guessing that the specifics of how each scenario and situation looks like is different. But I'm guessing in hindsight, there's also always things that are similar, right? In good in good times and in bad times. And it could be variables within the business, variables within the jet, the overall environment and industry or personal things, right? Could you talk about what you think is always a present variable in times of great success and then in times of great failure and difficulties? Um. I think it's about level setting your expectations and mm. having the wisdom to know that um, things can get, always get worse and things can always be better. Um, and during good times, it's it's important to stay humble um, and and know that 
um, that I think it's always, it's important for me to, to just keep a neutral balanced uh, mindset uh, of, especially with this, um, such an emotional business. Um, every day there's highs and lows uh, just walking into the office. Um, and, um, and during the downtimes, um, really believing um, your, the, the, the future and, and the, the plan that I've set forth for myself. Um, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's like I said, it's, there's so many emotions that go into it and I, uh, I'm always determined. I'm always determined no no matter what to push forward. Right. So it's just having the inequability of understanding that good times will be over just as bad times will be over. And having, as you said, a good foundation in terms of what you're making decisions based on or dis- disregarding how good the season was or how good this industry is doing right now or how poorly or badly it is right now. It's staying at that level-headed field, which long-term yeah. helps you make the right decisions. Yeah. And as long as you have the foundation that's that's pushing forward uh, and carrying you, that you can always rely on um, to uh, as an identity um, that, that will help you get through, uh, the more difficult times. Right. So solidifying an identity that you can use as a continuous benchmark over the, over those difficult, good and bad times or well, absolutely un- unpredictable, good, and, good and yeah. bad times. Interesting. And how did how do those, how does that authenticity look like from a creative perspective? Because from a personal perspective is, is of course, having the right decision-making, uh, disciplines, but what about creatively? And what about from a business perspective? Creatively, is is it more about understanding your identity and your products and being very, very disciplined in the type of product that you put out there and how you communicate it? And then from a business perspective, maybe, you know, just having a shit ton of money in the bank, you know, I don't know. How does that, how does that look like? <laughs> I think creatively during tougher times, um, it's, 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 for me, it's like taking your, your foundation and adjusting it in a creative way that still resonates to that foundation um, as opposed to reaching for something that's different and new um, and, and relying on that to, to carry you forward. Um, Because like I said, there's so many for, let's just take denim, for example, there's so many variables and and ways to play with it and to, 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 uh, to, 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 for an end usage. Um, Like I can always take uh, blocks that I know are really, really the best working ones for me and um, uh, for for the brand and and re uh, reformat those and and create newness. Hmm. Uh, that's from a, from a creative standpoint um, and not really um, going outside um, an abstract way that I know is not going to be uh, going to have commercial success. Right. Um, which I've done many times. Um, but it, it really, it, I think the time to, to, um, to be abstract is when you really, when things are really good and you have buzz, you have, you have movement and you can expand on that. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, business wise, um, it's important to, uh, to always know uh, what is going on. Um, it's important to know, you know, 
to ask questions, um, consistently ask questions, be curious, um, and never really get too comfortable mm. where you think everything's running itself and, um, and you can just be on autopilot because that's very dangerous too. You're worried. I'm in a business where there's so many SKUs, so many different, um, models. It's not one, it's not a few SKUs that you're just constantly running. Um, so you're always reinventing, you're always creating, um, you're always creating, you're always developing, you're always, um, uh, selling, you're always producing. Um, so the, the, all those cycles are moving at, at the same time. Hmm. Um, that that's, that's the complexity of, of, uh, of this. And I, I'm sure, you know, from, from all your, from all your knowledge too, how, how, difficult it is yeah. and there's also you know there's also keeping your investors happy um and and coming up with new ideas new strategies that are are different um and knowing which um you know who you knowing who to work with um what opportunities are worthwhile what what opportunities are a waste of time um there there's a lot that you you do learn from from those experiences as well Hmm. And would you say you are predominantly when going through those cycles, making those decisions now, would you say it's more of an intuitive process or a rational process for you? Uh, both, both. I, I, I always, when I, when I'm making decisions, I need to, um, feel it in my gut that is it a right thing or is, am I just doing this because I'm being pressured to do it? Hmm. Do I really feel it's the right thing? Um, <clears throat> So that's the that's the intuition part, and the rational part is actually sitting down, brainstorming, um, always thinking what from what is the worst scenario that could happen. Um, and if you're okay with the worst scenario, then it 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 can it it's fine. Um, you know, I always I always think worst case, and um, if I'm okay with that, or if I protect myself, or or, or put enough parameters uh to ensure that doesn't get worse then um then i'm okay to move forward hmm. and interesting and how would you describe a fashion business as an entity is it an organization that sells products or is it an organization that manages people and the relationship with products how would you define now that you you have a very good understanding of what it actually means right to actually run a brand in all the sense you know having working with fashion process is just a very small facet of, of of the entire machine so how would you describe running a brand today um yeah i mean i think you you asked about uh you, you mentioned people um i think people are the most important part of running the business having a good team, having a team that, um, is generally humble, um, um, has a good work ethic and, and surrounding yourself by, by people who know more in their field than, than you may. Um, I'm not one to tell everyone how to do their job. Um, I'm relying on them to hold the part of the chain to, to help us all win as a whole. Um, that goes for, you know, our designers, um, our, our production people, our logistics people, um, marketing, uh, e-com there's, there's, there's all these things like, you know, I, I wasn't in <clears throat> direct to consumer. I haven't been a direct consumer, 
uh, whiz off the top, off the bat. I mean, there's still terms that are being thrown around uh, casually that I, I have to stop and say, hey, what, what does that mean? Um, so I think uh, running a business today is surrounding yourself by, by, by the right talent, even if you have to, um, if you have to overpay for it, um, and, and, and sacrifice more for it. Um, and, uh, um, you know, there's, there's also knowing which opera, like I said, which opportunities to, um, to accept and which opportunities to not, not entertain. Um, and uh, working with people, uh, sourcing wise that you can trust, that you know, uh, they have, there's integrity. Uh, their word means uh, a lot when they're giving you pricing or or delivery dates or um, or quality uh, issues. That they they understand you and you understand them. So it's it's long term partnerships uh, that that take time, and um, you know not not everything is is smooth right away, uh, but it, as you work and you develop this harmony um, back and forth thing, that's when, when, you know, you have real partners and real people that uh, support you and like, I support them as well. Mm. And what about your learning process? through all this, through all of this, is it, I mean, obviously a lot of it's predominantly been execution based. So you just start with ignorance and you do stuff. And you make a mistake and suddenly that ignorance turns into pain and eventually that pain turns into a lesson. But um, right. what learning process do you apply today? Because I'm, I'm sure it's still a big part of that because of the unpredictable nature of the industry in the world. But right. do you try to learn a lot from the people that you hire? Do you uh, or are you, do you listen to, to the market? And you, do you just observe what's going on and rationalize and think and theorize? Or is it still, you know what, I just, I just, look at the problem that's in front of me. I try to understand what's going on overall, but in general, it's just, you just keep moving forward and you, you bump your head until the end of times, essentially. Yeah. I think there's, there's <clears throat> systematic problems that, um, that take a long time to fix. And then there's smaller individual problems that are, are quicker to, to, to fix and can, can be, um, executed in a, in, in a more proficient manner. Um, can you give us a, a couple a, a couple of examples of both, maybe, so people can have like a good frame of reference. Yeah, um, it could be hypothetical. They don't have to be, you know. I mean, let's just say, you know, you have a, a sort your sourcing strategy. Where are you where are you obtaining your your let's say a production, um, or a development production factory overseas? You know, is, um, you know, just relying on them to to uh to just send over product and 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 designs and uh back and forth like that is is not wise in my opinion it's for for me it's it's developing relationships where you can really build a system by taking your time to go meeting with them with with with, with uh, you know developing the sourcing strategy giving them uh more of insight as to the front side of your business so they can understand the full backside um not treating just people just part of a chain. Um, I, I, it's a collaborative process for me. Uh, uh, everyone needs to know what the end goal is um, and and how things work in, ter in entirety um, as opposed to just, you know, uh, tunnel vision, just this is, this is what you're doing. Nothing else uh, pertains to you. Um, and, um, and you just, you're just this part of the chain. And I've worked in both 
both uh, methods where uh, and everyone just focused on what they're doing and no one has an outs outside idea of what's going on or people have a whole idea and they believe in the vision and they believe in 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 where we need to go and they're just they're pushing even harder i think that's more of a um more of the the right way in our industry um to work and 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 this is this is industry where it requires everyone's full um full uh uh how can i say uh involvement and full dedication you want to get the best out of out of the people that are are involved in this journey um so that that may mean working 12 14 hour days sometimes um but you want them to work because they understand and not work just because they're told to yeah um and that's that's a key differentiator for me interesting i want to put on that i put i want to put a really quick opinion on, on the uh the, the the working with people uh thing because i think there's some a very important topic there uh but before we get to that just to confirm it's it's almost as the if you were to simplify the both learning process and decision making progress process long term is you need to have the right culture, the right systems and the right principles in place to be able to put trust into people. And that trust, if the foundations and they are there, everything will eventually sort itself out if trust is established. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, and it's and, building and it's the foundations to... to for that trust, which is the <laughs> thing that takes years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, there's also, I mean, a lot of unpredictability. And mm -hmm. let's say there's new people coming in, and you know, there there's only so much due diligence you can do and references you can have on 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 certain individuals. Um it's sometimes uh to trust to actually trust someone, you have to just jump into it and, and, um, and there's still an unknown factor, but, um, you have to, you have to, you have to be able to trust someone. You have to actually just start working, trusting them. Of course. You have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Of course. And, and the more experienced you become, uh, again, the only thing that changes is there's always risk as it is when always you're putting trust into an employee, uh, a partner, a personal relationship, a friend, but the more experienced you are, the higher probability you are about getting those things right. I think that most people think about, most people are very bad thinking about percentages and they think that, oh, you become very experienced in fashion. So therefore you make a lot of good decisions. And ironically, as you still make a lot of bad decisions, but you just make less than you used to. And a small increase of that change from mostly making bad decisions to mostly making good decisions over long periods of time makes the difference between having really, really small brands and really, really, really big ones long-term. Right. But people um, don't understand that. People have this set of expectations that, okay, everything is this way. Everything is that way. Decisions are easy because of this, or decisions are bad because of this, or times are good because of this, and times are bad because of this. But it's a it's a very unique mindset that you need to have. Right. And I, I think a lot of it's based on um, kind of your goals and, um, you know, in, in, in fashion, it's, it's, it's really, there's, there's a difference between wanting to create, um, you know, beautiful product that is, that is designed as a representation of yourself. And there's actually running a real business that is cash flowing and, and able to stay alive. 
Um, and the two don't necessarily go hand in hand when they do sometimes it, it's, it's great. Um, but you know, when I started, um, it was all about putting out the right, the product that I feel represents myself, um, and is a representation of, of, of who I am. Um, and it wasn't necessarily, uh, focused as much on, on the business aspect, the analytical aspect, the data, um, it was just, you know, okay, this is how I feel. This is what's coming out now. This is how I feel again. Now this looks this dope. let's create it. Yeah. This is, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get exactly. it. And um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you manage that polarity today? Cause I think you can summarize probably one of the biggest challenges about this industry in, in a lot of different ways is, is that is the complete opposite nature of what in one way creates the value in this industry, which is the unrestrictive creativity and vision versus the restrictive nature of rationality and process and business decision-making. To be honest, I find it, I find it so difficult to find that it's very rare to find without two business partners with completely different brains working in synergy. So how, right. how are you handled it? Um, that's a good question. How have I handled it? Um, it's, uh, it's important to have, uh, um, the right, uh, 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 people who are just in, as involved as you are, um, whether it's from a partnership or consulting or, um, you know, someone, people that you can rely on to give you a valid feedback, um, and run problems through and ideas and, uh, older people who have had, who do have the experience, um, and that's, I've always relied on that. Um, I've had, uh, you know, I've had creative directors, I've had partners, um, also that, you know, have been on that, uh, on, on the managing level of the business that you need to feed and bounce back ideas and, and get feedback from, um, and, uh, you know, just trying to do everything myself and saying, I know how to do it best is, uh, is very dangerous, uh, way to operate. Um, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's wrong, but, um, without that experience that is necessary to do this, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. Interesting. Um, and what about going back to our conversations around building teams? Um, yeah. What do you think are the biggest challenges when communicating your vision, not necessarily to your, the customers or to the market, but to your own culture to your own employees. Cause I think, I mean, personally, I've had this, I've had this struggle a lot where, you know, you want the creative talents and the vision and the hunger and the ignorance that comes with the youth. Um, but it's very difficult. It's very difficult to sell those people on what you're actually working on. Cause everybody can now open TikTok and believe that they're, you know, Virgil Abloh. Right. Yeah. So how do you personally approach that? It's really believing in, <clears throat> and having confidence in, uh, in 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 uh your direction and in, in being genuine to yourself um and and people can really i think people really pick up when when it's not authentic and when it, and it is um and you want to uh you know get you want to give people uh, a format where they can respond um and have open dialogue um and that always i always ask people what do you think how do you feel um, 
So when people feel like they're being heard, there there's more um, there's more an intuition to to believe that it's also part of them. Um, and like I said earlier, it's when 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 you're just dictating and uh, and delegating and um, it just becomes, uh, you know, you're just like a factory. It's, it's, it's not, there's no creative process in it. Um, it may work in some aspects, but, um, it doesn't help in team building and, yeah. um, so yeah. So having, really of course, so having a soulless organization might be efficient, might be smooth, but it will create soulless product and yeah. a soulless culture. Yeah. Um, uh, it has to be dynamic um, mm -hmm. and there has to be soul um, because when, you know, there are times that are tough and you feel down and it, you feel like there's no soul. And um, it's really important to, you know, if you need to take a break and come back and, and bring that, you know, it's, it's, it's on me to, to make sure that everyone always feels that consistently mm. um, in, in, in the vision and uh, in um in the soul, the soul of the heartbeat of, of the brand, hmm. even though we may be changing too, you know, there's a, there's, there's times where there's, you know, we're, we're reaching and we're, we're, we're trying to evolve and adapt to, hmm. to new things. Um, um, you have to always have that foundation that has that soul. Of course it's difficult, right? I think that that's also a particular facet of this industry that a lot of people don't really understand. Uh, and it's, it's a very difficult type of challenge because I mean, you always hear that business, you know, business, the businesses themselves are humans, right? They think they behave a specific way. They act a certain way, but with fashion, it's that, but they also feel they're entities with almost feelings. And yeah learning how to approach an entity that requires high level of rationality, but at the same time, a high level, high emotion, high level of emotional support per se, if, it, if the business was a person that people don't understand how difficult that is. I mean, it's, 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 it's why I think a lot of people really struggle with this long-term. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think that today especially now and in, in times like this is where, where we really need to stop and think okay how does that how does that balance play out because when things are tough everybody's sensitive everybody's depressed right yourself included you just have to pretend or tell yourself that you're not and keep going right yep you gotta so, um, self-motivate hype yeah. yourself up yeah whether it be delusionally or not right <laughs> yep most of the time delusionally yeah <laughs> uh but yeah, and it's recently I've I've been having a lot of these conversations, right? And I, they've 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 been a little bit more challenging, right? Uh, back when I started the podcast, everything was good. Uh, conversations were very positive. They were more about how much money do you spend on Facebook advertising, right? Mm -hmm. um, what influencers are you working with? And conversations just completely shifted in a good way, I believe. I mean, superficially, I think these conversations are more difficult to hear. Cause they filter your desire to really start a brand or not, but long-term, this is the type of responsibility. This is the type of expectation. This is how it feels to run a brand in reality, right? Not in social media, not in Vogue in reality. So people need to learn and identify that this is the reality of the industry in order to be 
in order to know if, this, if it's cut out for them. Because there's just so many people that think that want to start brands and really don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, there's different, there's difference between a creative project and a real business. Mm. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I feel like there's a ton of, ton of projects that start for several seasons. They try and then it just, it, it, it doesn't work. You need, you need someone with that understands how this works and, um, and the backing to, to really build, build upon that. Um, but I don't think anyone should start in this in this world in this apparel industry unless they have uh, something that is demanded or, mm. or the, there is an actual demand because um, then it's just a very expensive and dangerous um, uh, road. Mm. And uh, I've seen a lot of people lose a lot of money and try to try to go for home runs without hitting those singles and doubles and and striking out very fast which which happened which ironically well i don't i wouldn't say it happens often but it's it's you're manipulated into believing that they happen often right because everybody yeah. has a success story on vogue uh but most people aren't most people especially in this industry i've you know what the, the more in this uh, this i might i might not i might not be right with this but you can you can tell me your your thoughts on that on on this I've realized that most of the people that have succeeded in this industry, or at least most of the people that are very active into public perception of how this industry works, usually have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Yeah. They had a, they had a home run. Uh, they, 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 they did something specifically that worked for them for a while. They use that to manipulate their own perception, but people that truly understand the challenges on the day to day for a consistent long period of time and to consistently stay on it, are very far and few between. Like it's 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 yeah. surprisingly little. Yeah, because it's like, what's next? You hit the home run. You hit you hit something big. How do you sustain that? Right. What's what's how do you keep it going? Um, how how do you build the the channels to to actually um, grow from there? Um, and uh, what like what are you adding next? What's what's the plans? And a lot of people don't even think past that. I feel like, mm. um, I think they say like. If your brand's around for over eight years, it's like just one percent of brands that start. Um, that's pretty pretty much the thre threshold. Mm. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's 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 also like, like I said, not getting too high, not getting too low. Just keep keep humble and um, and and always have that motivation to work hard because. The work never gets easier. Um, it just gets more. Mm. Um, and that's something I've learned. And uh, I feel like I've been disciplined uh, ever since I was uh, younger to, to always work right. full time, uh, invest myself in in what I'm doing. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to have one foot in, one foot out. Right. And how do you think and plan or... Yeah, how do you think and plan now for the future based on everything that you've learned and experienced now? And I mean, personally, you know, because the the, the larger the organization, the more it gets involved with your personal life. Um, oh, this so, is my personal life. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's there's no lines. Yeah. So um, how do you but, how do you how do you think about the future now? What do you what <clears throat> what what expectations do you have? What lessons? What 
what goes through your mind now when trying to predict what's going to happen next in order to be as as prepared as you possibly can for that scenario, which is unlikely we'll ever be fully prepared, but you know, we, we do our best. <laughs> right. I mean, to, to, for, for the brand specifically, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in a world where um, it's, it's all digitally motivated. Uh, it, it's, that's where it's going. Um, that's where it has been. Um, and, um, and really focusing for us uh, and getting uh, the little attention span that people have these days to, to really making an impact um, and getting in front of them uh, to, to show what we, we have to offer. Um, there's so much competition. There's so much, um, there's so much, you know, volume product choices that people have to make. And it's only getting more and more. Um, and the question I have every day is how, how do we stay relevant and how do we, uh, how, how do we sustain a business and, and, and still keep that foundation going? Right. Cause I've lost that foundation several times throughout. Um, so I've learned, I've learned the hard way, but, um, I've learned to now focus on that and, and, and expanding on it, expand right. on it. Sorry. Um, so, um, uh, so I, like I said, digital is, is something that I, I didn't really focus on. Um, uh, I focused, I've always focused on building the brand, um, having the best image it can, uh, being, uh, associating with the right partners, uh, the right sourcing, uh, and, and keeping it to the highest level. Um, and that was the first 10 years of, 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 of building the brand and, and making that, um, that concentrates so strong. Um, so when it's time to really focus on the business, uh, I have, I have legs to stand on mm. and it's not just like, uh, you know, uh, an e-com brand that just pops up one day and yeah. just starts pushing, pushing, pushing generic stuff that there's no soul. Like you said, yeah. Um, you know, like building a house on quicksand. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So, um, the idea is to have, you know, the recognition that, um, all the work that I've done to build the brand um, can 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 have validity uh, to the end consumers. You know, this is this is a brand that did not just pop up. Does did not just have a. Uh, it's not like a here here today gone tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. I've built stores. I've built distribution channels. Um, I have quality products. Uh, I stand behind everything we put out, um, and um, and. But we we are now stepping into a world where uh, direct consumer online social is is the future. And as much as I don't want, I don't like playing that game. I have to. I'm forced mm. to. And um, and that's uh, that's 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 where I I believe the efforts are going right. forward. For interesting. So having the right foundations in order to then start asking yourself the question of what relevance, what relevancy looks like in order for you to be asking yourself that question in the first place, you need to make sure you have the right foundation first and then continuously ask yourself what, what is relevant? How can we, how can we stay the, how can we keep the brand up to date? And it mostly yeah. is by, I'm guessing, looking at the overall environment and trying to get a grasp on the new important channels they're developing. Right. And I think also and the relationship with the brand and obviously the, uh, the market itself. Right. Right. Um, also, you know, using, 
uh, <clears throat> getting smarter about your data, um, your analytics, um, what's really working, what worked in the past, what didn't work. I used to really not pay attention and just, you know, put out oh, what yeah. I felt right. Yeah. Um, now it's, it's, it's much more imperative that I do focus on that. Um, I do, uh, find ways to build on what worked and what does work and continue, um, the, the development of what I put out based on, on, on that data. Hmm. Um, and that's more of the business mindset, um, uh, that it's, it, the business line set is, is leading the direction and then the creative input comes after hmm. Um, the yeah the business mindset shows you the place and the route you need to take on the map forward but creativity is the one thing that's fueling everything it's fueling the progress yes i guess that could be a good analogy yeah interesting and is there anybody that any brand or individual that you truly have a very genuine sense of respect and admiration for because you've seen it all, right? You've probably seen people that have been successful one day, people that were one-hit wonders, people that weren't. So when you think about those things, who do you think about and why? It's a good question. Um, hmm, someone that I do respect. Um, <laughs> it's funny how that, that question, the answer to that question keeps getting harder the more. Right. I mean, the more there's a lot of people learn, I respect. Right? Um um, but your, your question, do I have to know that person or just admire? No, no, no. it could be, it could be, I mean, if you know them better, right. But yeah. no, it could just be a, just be an idea perception of a, of a specific person or brand that you feel a strong sense of respect and admiration for genuinely. Right. Um, uh, I mean, first, first, uh, I don't know. I, I would say uh, someone, you know, like a Ralph Lauren. Mm. Um, he's he's the type of guy who's, uh, you know, started from humble beginnings and 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 started with with a collection and and developed, uh, um, and and built multiple lines and and uh, and and all different categories and price points. Um, that is distributed worldwide in a worldwide recognized name yeah. uh, that, and he, he, he did it correctly. Um, yeah, what, it, what a great it example. Was, it was a, it was a long-term process. It wasn't, wasn't a, let's, let's build an empire right away. Right. And, and take <laughs> over viral on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> um, you know, I would love to be in a position one day where I have many lines that caters to different demographics. Um, and um and have that empire under under my identity hmm. and and give people the confidence to uh to want to be representative of what what i produce hmm. uh to uh to to feel the way i feel when i when i wear my product hmm. i see and when maybe today you're I don't know, looking in a mirror or thinking about the things that you've done, both good, bad. What what feeling do you get? Do you have a sense of mostly pride? Are you proud of what you've become, of who you've become? Are you uh 
Are you content with where you're at? Are you still hungry, trying to figure out who you will become and more worried not about your own reflection right now, but how the reflection will look like in the future? How is your own perception in this this complicated world and industry? How do you uh, how do you relate with that? Uh, I I am proud of what I've done, but I don't use that to motivate me to to go forward. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm still hungrier than than I ever was. Um, there's a lot that I've on the table that I have to. I feel like I have to accomplish uh, as an entrepreneur, um, and, and um, I, uh, I I I I feel like um, there's more I have to offer, and that I have not yet, um, and I will be able to um, as as we continue to progress. Mm. Nice. And probably the last question, just to sort of like finish and wrap up this episode, is uh, this is a question that I typically ask at the end of every episode, and I think is particularly relevant to ask in this particular situation. But when it comes to giving a young David advice overall on both the process, could be a business advice, could be a piece of emotional and personal advice, what do you think is the one piece of advice you should have learned faster or the one piece of advice that you think you still need to do better on today, or just overall the, the biggest piece of advice you think somebody else would have told you earlier in your life. I think you actually listened to, you know, what would that be? Hmm. Um, I think that uh, communication is, hmm. is always something that, uh, is 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 a difficult thing, you know. Not everyone uh, is able to communicate uh, in the most effective way, where people understand what you're trying to say, as opposed to like I said previously, like just you know, pushing and dictating around. Um, I think it's it's it's. I, I wish I told myself, learn how to communicate in the in 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 the most uh, uh, Empathetic the best and understanding way, empathetic or... way, right? Understanding uh, emotions and having compassion, um, and um, and that's something I'm I'm working on uh, every day um, because I do have to. Uh, I, I I deal with a ton of people. I have a lot, lot of emotions, um, and I never want, however, my my emotions to negatively impact my communication with other people. You of know, course. They, whoever I'm talking to doesn't need to be affected by what's going on with me mm. uh, uh, at the current moment. Right. Um, so um, that's something that is, is uh, paramount of course. for me. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, people don't really understand. Well, maybe they do, but it's, maybe it's a different way to put it that, I mean, as we mentioned, we're essentially in the people business. And if you want to be in the people business, you need to learn how to communicate. Because communication is essential to build relationships with other humans, right. and in order to communicate, in order to in order to communicate and build those relationships, you need to develop empathy. And empathy is not not necessarily just feeling bad for the person, right? Because I think this this concept has also been a little bit has been a little bit diluted recently. It's just your ability to understand that every person has different goals, a different life, a different vision, different set of perception of realities. So yeah, exactly, circumstances, and your job as a leader is to understand that for every single individual. So you can understand 
how that will translate into the dynamic of an entire organization with multiple, multiple humans being a part of it. Right. Interesting. Right. Um, yeah. Great. Never. I, th- I don't think I've ever, I've ever, every, anybody's ever said that, which is usually good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to know your faults and you have to, you have to, uh, you have to learn from them and you have to, you have to be able to accept them. Mm-hmm. Um, accepting uh, your faults makes I think makes you a stronger person. Right. Uh, and uh, also learning how to say no. Um, uh, you know, for me, uh, I, I, I want, um, I, sometimes I want to please everyone and, and accept all these deals. Cause I'm always looking at the bright side of it, but you always have to, you have to look at both. And as a businessman, you have to learn how to say no. And that's something I've learned from my father um, who is very successful and, um, and, you know, was very, very tough at times, but very shrewd, but also he had, he did have compassion. Um, so I learned from him and I hope my, uh, my, my offspring will, will learn from me. Uh, in the same way and continue to uh, to build from that. Hmm. Interesting. Amazing, David. You know what? I want to ask you one last question just before we, we sure. wrap all this things up because I do get a sense that this has been a very important part in your life. How, and, and if this is too personal, obviously let me know and we can cut it out afterwards, but it's a question right. that I do feel that I need. I have a sense of responsibility in asking. How important is the perception that you have with your own family, with your father, do you think, do you use that as leverage to become the person that you want to become? Cause maybe when I asked the admirational question, it could have just simply, you, you, you could have it just straight in your face, right? It could just be your dad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in a sense that could have been what's been fueling you through all of this yeah. years, not only genetically, right? Because you're his son, <laughs> but you know, when you're looking at the mirror, right, and you're asking yourself that question, hey, you know what? I just want to be, I just want to be more like my dad in this way or that way or the other. Do you think that's also an important sense of the process, or not really? Absolutely. Um, uh, my dad, uh, uh, to be in the shadow of my father, uh, was always something that um, was difficult for me. Um, that's why you know I did start out working with him, hmm. uh, but. I, like I said earlier, I would have never been able to develop as my own person, uh, just being a part of a puzzle and, and a bigger organization. I, I, my, my dad has, uh, has built businesses, lost businesses, gone bankrupt, built a business bankrupt many times and constantly reinvented himself to, um, to where he's at today. Um, and, uh, I felt like I could I've always wanted that, the knowledge, the wisdom, the know-how, but I, I didn't feel that, um, you know, the old gener old generation was really good at teaching. Mm. Um, they were, they were just, they were just doing and providing. They were good executors. Uh, yeah. They were good executors. And my dad came from a world where it, he started from nothing. It was, it was, uh, it was, a uh, a necessity to succeed. There was no other option. Um, not saying that I, that's not, as, that's not for me, but, um, but it was more different, of course. It, it was more, you know, uh, if, if expenses are higher than revenue, then you're out of business. Um, and, uh, I, uh, 
I believe that, you know, my, my father was, was a leader by, with tough love. Um, and, you know, I've always, the fuel for me was to prove him that I am worthy and I can do it. And, and in your uh, own way, in my own way. Um, and I never stopped getting that, but there were glimpses of, of, uh, of pride that he had in me that I only was able to understand through other people. Mm. Um, and, uh, that was that when, when I hear those things from the people that gives me the most, um, the most fulfillment. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know that he, every time I see him, he's, he's always asking, you know, for him, business was, there was nothing else. It was all about, uh, about that. And, um, when I, when I'm able to report that, you know, I'm still standing and whenever I, I can tell him good news, you know, it, it, it gives me a lot of pride. So that, that was definitely, that's always been a, a, a probably the most motivating factor for me to continue to, um, to push. And, you know, I learned a lot of ethics and, um, discipline from him because he was always the, uh, the first and, and probably the last at his company, no matter how successful it was. Um, and that's, that goes in part to, uh, never, uh, getting too comfortable, um, and, and always being humble mm -hmm. and, and not getting, uh, not getting ahead of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so those, those pieces, uh, are part of my framework. Amazing. The more you develop yourself into the future, the more you realize that you're still just who you were when you were a child and aspirations develop, yeah, and aspirations yeah. and philosophy and motivations and strengths, weaknesses, you know? Yeah. Amazing. What a great episode, David. Thanks for being on. Of course. Thank you. And thank you to all your listeners.